0: Welcome to Market Scale Pro AB. I'm your host Sean He. Today, I have an opportunity to have a conversation with the Chief Marketing Officer for HyperVision, Kevin Gordon. Kevin, how are you today?
1: I'm doing excellent. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I really am. Uh, things are going really well. It's not 4,000 degrees in Dallas today, so <laughs> I, I call that a win. And if you can say that in August, that is a good thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: So do me a f- uh, do me a favor. I. I Whenever I, I have an opportunity to talk to somebody who works in marketing, specifically in ProAV, I always think about the nerdiest, most technical, fantastic future possibilities. And when I think about the advertising changes that we all see in movies, you know, like in Blade Runner or uh, Fifth Element, it's always... It's really weird because the earth and everything around it and our cities are so dirty and destroyed, but man, that advertising is always super bright and <laughs> colorful and, and 3d. And, uh, that's, that's not exactly close to what we're going to wind up with. Is it? Well, I think it probably will be actually, because the thing about
1: advertising, if we look at the kind of transition from the early days of advertising to just even where we are today, um, everything is much more in your face, you know, and intrusive and cutting into, you know, all these like areas where people kind of had, were immune to advertising and, and had some kind of, you know, relief from it. And now things are becoming much more over the top and interactive. And, you know, so we see, you know, how advertising was done in the early days where you had a, you know, a page in the newspaper or in a magazine and that was advertising. And, you know, it kind of has shifted to out of home advertising and now out of home, you know, is certainly going through its own changes where it used to be a totally passive experience and um, now it's engaging and how engaging versus, you know, how passive. All these things are changing the landscape and what we keep doing is we keep pushing the benchmark for where we need to be to get people to pay attention and notice. And that's the kind of short, you know, elevator pitch of exactly what HyperVision is all about and what it does differently than traditional out-of-home and other retail uh, advertising.
0: So let's talk about, say, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years. And retail has been separated into two distinct categories offline and now online and online has the ability to do some technical things that the offline world really wasn't capable of doing but it seems as if the new paradigm is going to be a hybrid of the two. Online companies need a physical real-world presence in order to really succeed and maintain that human sort of interaction, but offline companies have to embrace technology. One of the things that you've done is you made one of those technologies, specifically 3D advertising, you made it scalable. That's a seismic shift In advertising just as a as a as a concept tell me a little bit about how exciting that is
1: well, I mean, it's extremely exciting because um, number one the product by itself is Engaging I mean, this is why when we literally when we do trade shows and You know listen, I'm a trade show veteran. I've been going to trade shows for the last 25 years It takes a lot to get people to stop pay attention, let alone pull out their phone and record your product. But that's exactly what happens at every single show that we're at. And that's just really the, the you know, kind of big picture about, you know, the wow factor about what it does. Once you really start to dig into the, the promise of what HyperVision is able to deliver, where it has an open architecture and, you know, SDK type of possibilities, potential. Uh, it has interactivity where it can sense if somebody, and, and these, these are all things in the pipeline, that, you know, to so can sense whether somebody is in front of it. Um, even, you know, there's there's been some tests about, you know, even face recognition and things like that. I mean, there's some really cool stuff going on and how that all integrates, you know, at some future point, with the online digital data collection, um, you know, world is really going to be fascinating. And, you know, sitting here today, it's just a kind of a dartboard to say, okay, where are we going to end up? But we know that we're getting there because closing that loop between online, you know, digital presence and information data and the physical world is really key to driving brick and mortar retail out of home advertising i mean all these things that are are you know not online advertising this has to happen because this is the value that um, the these products are able to or should be able to provide
0: it seems like the playing field is going to move to that small little supercomputer that we all carry in our pockets. It's not going to be billboards. It's not going to be my monitor on my computer in my house. It's going to be my phone and any sort of peripherals that become part of that, right? Well, that's really exciting because the possibilities of personalization and uh, utility and efficiency... that seems to me as a nerd that seems to be the most efficient step is get advertising to me that i want don't give me the crap that i don't want and have it be available to me at all times and that is that's a function of a social shift as well isn't it absolutely I mean, what what you say is 100%
1: true. And let's look at how people use, you know, that device in their pocket, it becomes part of the the real backbone of of their world. I mean, everything we do, both, you know, in traditional, you know, browsing of of sites, but also in, you know, how we carry this, this data with us, um, is really becoming centric to to our lives. And, And, This is why, you know, all the mobile devices and the interaction with them is going to be even more of the heart of everything that we see from an advertising and, you know, even entertainment uh, side
0: uh, of life. I know I don't think I'm giving away a secret in saying that you came up with a way to transform just generic two-dimensional images into a 3D image that is able to be put onto whatever device I'm using. I don't think I'm pulling the curtain back too much in saying that, right?
1: Well, no, that's the the premise behind HyperVision. So HyperVision takes a uh, a 2D, um, what was a 2D image, and allows it to be... Shown in a three D space, and it's the distance from the unit to the wall, for example, that adds some of that dimension. But in addition to that, there's a proprietary uh, piece to our hardware and software that gives you this holographic type of of an effect. But the real key, though, is is much more than just the hardware and. You know, it, it, this, you know, is, is gets into the whole 3D aspect, which is that we give our, our users not just the device and say, here it is, go have content created or, you know, co- you know, create the content yourself. We say, look, we want to help you to design compelling 3D content. So that's why, um, as part of the system, that hypervision is, it's much more than the device. It's a piece of software that allows you to take normal 2D images and convert those on your own computer to 3D images that will look beautiful on the hypervision device. It's a, a CRM control system that allows you to control multiple devices either in one location or thousands of locations across the country or the world. So it's this this combining into a system um, that's really the revolutionary part of hypervision. Um, it's more than just a box. I mean, it's a system.
0: And the advances that you're making, I think, are going to allow advertising to return to a time when the medium wasn't the message, but the message was the message. You know, Absolutely. at some point, 3D is going to become normal, so to speak. It's going to be what we expect uh, to be consistent. And as someone who is so focused on marketing, do you find sometimes that the, the toys of delivery get in the way of what you're actually trying to say, that they take away from the connection you're trying to make with a customer?
1: Well, I mean, I think it can. Uh, I think technology in general um, can do that if If we look back, for example, um three d technology as we had seen it in home television sets that required you to wear special glasses is a perfect example of a technology which became intrusive and so as a result was not you know, up to the hype and potential that it, uh, you know, could have been possibly. But this is a different situation. So, you know, if, again, this is all about progression. You know, when we first started doing, you know, the advertising or out of home or, you know, retail or even education and, you know, healthcare and and other things, I mean, we're working with with all of these industries and, and more, you know, you had a flat image that was a poster or a photo and that's how you communicated, But people are much more in the moment, um, much more visual, much more um, talking in sound bites and wanting their information that way than ever before. So, you know, even though, yeah, uh, LCD, LED screens were kind of the, the next revolution and we've kind of had them for years as, as a way to communicate, it's becoming now passé. so you know do you pay attention and you know but the whole point of this and, and this is why we have this wow factor when people actually see it in person is because it becomes an experience and that's really from a marketing side certainly that's a critical factor but also just from a consumption standpoint so even if we look at how people you know, in the future are going to consume, you know, regular television watching or, you know, or video games or things like that, there's a going to be a natural evolution to this more kind of in your face, active, non-passive, integrated kind of system that is going to be much more 3D than 2D. Um, this is coming. I mean, it, it's going to happen. And, you know, we, we're we one of the first to bring it on a uh, on a wide scale. But, um, you know, the floodgates are open. We're, we're going to see this type of technology in other areas for sure.
0: As someone whose vision is constantly turned towards the future, what else do you see on the horizon that has sort of Gained your attention?
1: Well, you know, I'm certain that, um, you know, we're going to see huge strides made in augmented reality, um, virtual reality, of course, as well. But, uh, you know, we all know that there's um, a company that's made headlines recently in the augmented reality space um, that has just now announced that I think it's in five markets in the U.S. They will start shipping their augmented reality um, product. Obviously, that's going to be a game changer. I don't know that it's going to be in the form that it's in now, but you know, certainly we're in early days. Probably, you know, like we were when computers, you know, first came out. I mean, where we go from here, you know, is all you can only imagine. Um, but it's coming. I mean, augmented reality, whether it be on a flat screen or whether it be with a technology like ours is the future. And that's really what's exciting.
0: For the final question today, I'm going to give you a choice as someone who has piled up quite a few frequent flyer miles. You can either tell me your favorite travel hack that makes all those hours in the air bearable, or tell me the last thing that you used your frequent flyer miles on. Uh, This is going to be really boring, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. So uh,
1: I'll I'll choose the second. So yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I'm a, an American native guy, you know, living in Europe now. So um, I don't get home as much, as i uh, would like so i actually used my frequent flyer miles to uh, to get me back home to visit friends and family back in the states which was uh, a nice uh, little uh, break for me
0: there is nothing boring with that at all i support that after having lived in in spain for a few years myself i know how recentering it can be to get to come back home and just you know sometimes you just want a hamburger or a cheeseburger or a double cheeseburger with bacon and barbecue sauce. You know, sometimes there's just a, a guy's got to, you know, you got to eat a cheeseburger sometimes.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, if it's uh, got bacon on it and, and cheddar, all the better.
0: Bacon is its actual own food group. Not many people realize that.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I live in a family of vegetarians. So for me, I, that's my, uh, my guilty pleasure when I, uh, when I get back home.
0: I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I don't want to tell you exactly. I don't want to spoil the surprise. But there's a chance it's going to involve bacon. I'll just leave it there. All right. Today it has been a pleasure for me to get to talk to the chief marketing officer for HyperVision, the one and only Kevin Gordon. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks so much.